Hey y'all, welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people virtually into the blog cabin. I'm Melissa, your host. Today I'm chatting with, it's actually a very unusual guest. Um, her name is Nancy Mello. She is a psychic. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh my gosh, you're inviting a lot of different things in because you hear a lot of people address that when you think about people with psychic abilities, you're inviting the devil in, but Nancy actually addresses that in our conversation. Now, I will give you a little backstory. I actually li- caught Nancy's live Facebook show um, the week before Christmas and was really impressed with how she handled the spammers, how she handled um, one woman um, typed in on a comment uh, and said, you know, I really want to know about my son or my daughter. Or I forget what a daughter or son. And she had, she wanted to know, was she okay? Because they had just died. And she connected that mom to another mom who had just recently lost her son about a year ago so they could help each other heal and that just to me said I have to have her on so immediately I shot out there in the middle of the comments hey I would love to have you on chats from the blog cabin she immediately came back and you know she commented as she was doing the show she was like yes I would love to be on it just nancymello.com go in and look and shoot me an email so i shot her an email and within a couple weeks she was on and i it is kind of a really cool um conversation that we have it's it's still part of my parenting series because when you're parenting someone who has special abilities and when also when you're a parent that has special abilities you kind of have to judge engage how you're going to show those to people to your children and the way she has the conversation about the way her mom and her parents treated her as she was growing up to how she her daughter now wants to work for her full-time and she has a son and so I really think it's a great conversation and it's some something definitely worth bearing because like I said parents aren't normal no matter what you think we're not in a normal box or everybody does things their own way and she just brings something extra special to the equation so i really hope you enjoy this chat and about 15 minutes at the end if you want to fast forward i hope you don't but she actually gives me a reading and she had spot on for me so i hope you enjoyed this chat you know what i need you to do that's right start listening Welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. Today is kind of going to be a kind of a fun one. I'm chatting with psychic Nancy Mello. I actually um, 
saw Nancy in action a couple of weeks ago, right before Christmas. And I was like, I have to have her on because not only was she funny because she was being at that time, all these spammers were like spamming her content as she was going live on Facebook. And she was like, oh, hey, get $6,000. Let's go for it. Come on, let's see if we can do it. I just loved her energy, so I had to have her on. So, Nancy, tell us a little bit about yourself before we talk about your psychic abilities. First of all, can I say that your intro reminds me of Pink Panther? It gives me some Pink Panther vibes. Is that what you're going for? Because I am all for it. No, can I have I you do my intro? I am all about it. You didn't think Pink Panther? Yeah, I remember Pink Panther, but hey, if you want me to do it, I would love to do one for you. Dun, 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 dun. I just, I know that theme song of the Pink Panther. But anyway, thanks for having me on. My name is Nancy Mello. I am a psychic. I am a medium. I am a clairvoyant and I am an animal intuitive. What the heck does that mean? That means that I can talk to your Aunt Tina and also your beloved dog, uh, Bruno, that passed when you were five. But I can also talk about where you're going in your life. I love helping women in business and in direction and career. I love helping with relationships. Kids is a big one. So I kind of am a one size fits all. Um, I am also, when I'm not doing readings, I am a military spouse. My husband is active duty U.S. Navy. I am a mom to two living children, one in that passed about eight years ago. And I have two cats, two dogs. And then this is where I usually add the one husband, because let's be honest, anyone that has a spouse for any length of time knows that sometimes it can be a little bit more childlike than you ever imagined that being married could be. Mm -hmm. It's like all of a sudden, like I, I, I wish that someone would write like a real book on marriage. It's not like fairy tales and like you wake up every day and you like kiss. And, you know, I remember writing my journal when I was like 16, I can't wait to get married and wake up next to someone. My husband snores so bad he's in another room at night. Mm -hmm. Like Amen. no one ever, no one ever told me that like my spouse was going to leave his dirty socks right next to my side of the bed or that we were going to fight about our side of the bed. No one ever told me about, well, I took the garbage out or that you were going to have to remind your husband when the garbage comes out, even though it comes the same time every single week, the garbage like I, I, I want like a realistic thing, but anyway, so I'm, I'm perfectly normal besides my dance moves. I always say I dance like Elaine from Seinfeld and I'm very proud of it because I love to dance. I love it, but I am the most hideous dancer. Uh, so yeah. And, and I've been psychic all of my life. It was only a couple of years ago because I was very concerned as a military spouse, mm -hmm. as a mother, how this would affect my family's life. I didn't want it to affect my husband's career. I didn't want it to affect my kids. And it came to a point where I was very depressed. I actually was suicidal and mm -hmm. I was super anxious. Uh, I had been going through a lot of medication and just, you know, no one, I've been going to therapists all my life and it was like, no one really could figure out what was truly going on with me. And it just reached a point where I knew this was coming. I knew that I was always meant to help people, but I was so hesitant because I didn't want to be known as that woman, you know? And it's so funny because once I started my, my website, I remember I had a, I have a friend, another military spouse from 10 years ago that I knew. And she said, it's about time you did this. And I said, really, did I talk to you about this? And she said, yeah, she said, but you didn't want to be known as that psychic. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what I've been up against. And, and, um, you know, so I really came into it. I remember that it just came down to the point where it was, well, I can either end my life 
because that's where it was headed. I could either end my life. I was done. I was so tired of being tired, of being depressed, of being anxious. And I remember I was in my car in my dinosaur, uh, Christmas dinosaur PJs, little Santa hats on them. And I was sitting there and I just screamed, like, why do I have this ability? Why? And I just knew. I just knew what I was supposed to do. I had to go against every instinct of mine to hide. Uh, I fear rejection like so many of us do. Mm -hmm. I, I am very introverted, believe it or not. And this was going to test me on every level. And I went home and I uh, I told my husband, I think I needed to be admitted. I was, I was mm -hmm. very serious about what I was a date, if I was a danger to myself. And it just occurred to me in the middle of the night, I couldn't do this anymore. I had to help people. And even if I could help one person, then, then it would get better. And I woke up at three o'clock in the morning. I created a website. My husband wakes up at five to get ready for work. And I said, okay, I just spent a hundred dollars on a website. And he looked at me and he said, okay. And he turned around and went back to bed, probably assuming he would never see that money again. <laughs> but that was two years ago. So, and that's how it really started. Wow. Now I noticed on your website, you talk about being an animal intuitive. You've helped people find lost pets, right? Let's yes. Talk about that. So it, it really, it's one of those things where it really started as a lark. So I was really happy for the first year, uh, just happy helping people, being a medium, being a clairvoyant, helping people. And uh, I had communicated with a few of my friends, animals, just like the usual where all my friends kind of knew this was this was my abilities and and I started communicating working with a, a friend's dog who had cancer and I said something like oh she wants the cookie and my friend texted back and said Nancy I'm literally holding the cookie in front of me and I was like eh you know again okay what, whatever I, again it was very like I don't want to do this I'm already I'm already crazy like I'm already viewed as kind of like wackadoodle because I'm already a psychic now now I'm gonna add this. Um, but I had, I had someone contact me on Instagram late one night and said, can you please help? I have a diabetic dog that has been gone two days. He must be close to death. Can you please help? You are our last hope. And I was like, oh man, really? Oh, okay. It's like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. All right. So I just typed back. This is what I see. I kept seeing a, a, a red a red shed and I felt like he was stuck. His name was Oliver. I felt like he was stuck under something. And I kept saying he's stuck and I saw this dirt road and I'm in Connecticut and they happened to be in Long Island. And she said, dirt road. She said, we live in Long Island. That makes no sense. And I said, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. She's like, okay, you know, okay, we'll, we'll keep working on it. So the next morning I'm working with her again. And they, they were like, okay, we're going to go out at first light. And meanwhile, Throughout the night, I'd been working with Oliver and I just said, Oliver, you need to get unstuck. And he kept saying, I can't, I can't. And I could feel him getting weaker. I could feel him getting just starting to kind of leave, leave his body. And I just said, Oliver, you have to, whatever you do, pull yourself out, pull yourself out. And so meanwhile, I kept seeing this dirt road. So this family having nothing else to go on really said, okay, they found the one dirt road around them. And at 10 o'clock in the morning, I get this frantic text that he was found down a dirt road, stunned. Uh, he had been stuck under a, 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 a boat or a kayak, something, and he was just standing there just stunned. And they rushed him to the emergency vet and he spent about two weeks there. He was clinging onto lice. He, he was already in like ketosis or whatever the diabetic shock is, but he survived. And unfortunately, that was right when COVID hit. We are 
we are literally probably within 30 miles as the crow flies across the sound, but I still haven't met Oliver because of COVID, but mm -hmm. Oliver is still alive to this day. And that just kind of, it took off from there where it was one of those things that I was called to do it. And I said, okay. So that Oliver was my first, was my first pup. Yeah. So is that what you specialize in mainly dealing with animals or do you specialize in other things? I, you know, I'm open to whatever people need me for. I, you know, I, I really enjoy working with animals. I really enjoy working with people. I really enjoy, I call it the aha moment when I connect with someone that is passed over and that loved one is behind. And it's the aha moment when they realize that I'm really speaking to their loved one. Uh, that's just a beautiful thing, but the same could be said for animals. I honestly, I don't have a preference. There is I, I say there's nothing in the world like finding a lost pet. I think it's up in my top few emotions of that phone call of just, we found him, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but at the same time, allowing someone to release pain or guilt from a bad relationship or whatever it is, it, it's a very similar feeling. As long as I can help, I'm happy. That's, that's really, I'm just grateful uh, to, to be able to help that I'm, that I'm able to utilize my abilities and and help people that's 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 my goal yeah I, to that point let's talk about the episode that i saw that i actually you know watched on facebook where the i a woman said that they she had just lost her son and you actually connected yeah. her with another woman and you talked about yeah, your own me. loss of your own child so let's mm -hmm. talk about that because that was so, just heartwarming for me well, it, you know, and it was at the, it was nearing the end. So we did a super, uh, we, we, I broadcast every Friday night at 8 PM Eastern five Pacific on my own Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash Nancy Mello psychic medium or TikTok or not. Well, TikTok is Nancy Mello, but Instagram is nancy.mello.psychic.medium. But, uh, so it, we were doing a 90 minute kind of special long read and, uh, Oh, and I, I traditionally, I do not connect with people that have passed over during the free, it's a free hour of just come at me, ask me whatever you want to ask me. And she, uh, she had just lost her child though. And I just said, Oh my God, like I couldn't, I couldn't ignore that. You know, I just, you know, and it was nearing the end and I had seen, I have a, a friend of mine, Tammy, who lost her son. Uh, actually we're nearing around his anniversary or maybe it was last month. But uh, I knew she was still watching. And so my first instinct was, I, I need to connect them. But also I figured if we were ending, I said, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to publicize what she's doing. Like, I don't want to broadcast it. I don't want to give her a message. I didn't think that was the right time. But I thought, okay, we have so many people watching. What, what can we do right now? And I just thought, let's just all send her love. And so I just said, let's everyone, you know, we, we said her name and we just sent light towards her and just, you know, just held her in our thoughts. And we did it for 30 seconds or so. Mm -hmm. uh, so funny enough, uh, I, I wasn't planning on going live this past Friday, but then something happened and, and, and an episode was showing and people were confused. So I hopped on and Tammy happened to get on. And Tammy updated me and she actually had contacted the woman and they've been talking every day. So mm -hmm. they this friendship, which I'm, I'm just so grateful for because Tammy is another woman that just had lost her son too soon. And the fact that we were able to help, it just, you know, it, it was, it, it's just a wonderful uh, continuation of the story. And you were just talking about your cat and your cat has hopped up. <laughs> 
it won't be the first cat that's photobombed during a live. I mean, my daughter who's in California, she actually was on a mental health panel and her both her cats just walked right across her face when she was on there. So, you know, <laughs> you know, it's interesting during readings. So Prim likes to be with me during readings and during exceptional exceptionally emotional readings. Like last night, I was uh, talking with a woman whose grandmother was passing literally as we spoke and I was working with her grandmother and her. And it was like Prim knew that that she was feeling these emotions and she literally, she just stood right by my computer screen. And every time she did, she's kind of like walk across and then peer into the camera. It was like she was trying to help. So she is interesting. She will stay with me during particularly emotional calls and she she likes to help, I think. Huh. She's so cute. She's oh, a yeah. tortoise shell, right? A calico? Yeah, tor yeah, she's a tortoise shell. She's she's a piece of work. Like sometimes, like you don't see pens on the, my table because she knocks them off. So she can also be a real brat. <laughs> so you'll hear crashing and stuff during calls and you know, but she 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 definitely provides a lot of levity to uh, you know, so to tense and emotional situations. Mm -hmm. So and I've really learned through working with animals more over the last year that animals are a great uh, energy resource for us when we're feeling really heavy stuff, emotion, sadness, really. And, and, and I, so I believe everything I tell you should be backed by science and should be uh, everything I tell you should be able to be proven. But with prim in particular and with animals in particular, I really think they take some of that energy off of us. That's why scientifically they say that owning an animal, you, you, people live longer, they have lower, you know, chances of heart disease and cholesterol and da 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 and i really think it's because they take some of that burden emotionally off on us and i've seen it firsthand with my animals and how they react when i'm having a tough call is they seem just ready to kind of soak up that energy mm -hmm. to help us to help us feel better and i think that's part of why we feel better with animals you know there's something about the purr and just you know their their vibration and i know they've also proven that uh cats purrs they've been using the vibrational therapy from cats since roman times to heal people with bones and breaks and stuff so it would make sense that they also had healing abilities otherwise so yeah i really enjoy keep it, it's uh i really she's kind of just going over but yeah I really enjoy having her with me. Hi, sweet girl. I'm just Hi. wait. I just hope that she doesn't put her um, tail in that candle. That's all I can think. One of, of these her. days it'll happen, and it's just you know, it's okay. It's okay. We'll just huh, huh. We'll just deal with it when it happens. Hi, huh, sweet girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, at what age? You said you had it all your life, but when did you start realizing that you were psychic? I mean. When I, I grew up on a farm seven miles from the nearest town in Northern California, and I had imaginary friends that I would play with when I was three. I knew, I seemed to always know that I had people around me and that they were my friends. And along with that, though, I had a lot of fears. I remember my grandmother gave me a Christmas gift when I was six, one of the last years, actually the last year she was alive. And I remember soon after she passed, kind of saying out loud, oh, this is the last, ooh, she just tore into my skin a little bit. She, I was, remember saying, she saying, this is the last gift from her. And I heard in my head I, something about, that's the only thing you remember about me, those damn toys. At six years old saying, damn wow. toys. So I went and I told my mom, I said, mom, this is what she just told me. And my mom just looked at me, just, and that was it. Uh, Soon after that, I started getting put on medication. I was probably one of the earliest children to get Prozac, 
when I was eight, they started putting me on some serious uh, drugs. Uh, and from about the age of eight to 18, until I could speak for myself medically, I was on some major doses of antipsychotics, uh, antidepressives, and they changed my medication around like uh, I'm learning now they shouldn't have. But when a child is telling professionals that they hear things, that they know things, I remember that I would seem to know what someone was saying before they said it. And I was never afraid about it, but people made me afraid of it. They made me feel like I was crazy and that they told me, well, this medication would help me. And it did help. It doled it. But I remember writing in my journal at 16. You know, I know I'm hearing these voices in my head, but I know they're not real. And literally, as I wrote it, I heard we are real. And it, they were my guides. They were my guides trying to just say, we're here. We're here to help you. And um, unfortunately, it was not what uh, people around me thought. So uh, yeah, I spent my teenagehood pretty, pretty miserable on a lot of medications because I, you know, it was interesting though. Animals always seemed to find me. Mm. We lived on a farm a couple miles from a county road that you would have to drive out to and animals somehow found their way to the house and would come right to me. And even, I mean, my mom still says to this day that I had a way with animals as, as, as early as she could remember. So they seemed drawn to me. I remember we had a, uh, we had pigs. My brother was raising them for 4-H and I talked to them and I cuddled with them and they seemed to understand that they weren't going to be around long, but they seemed to know what I needed and they would just cuddle with me. Uh, so, you know, there were wonderful experiences along that with it, but I would say for a child that's psychic that is being raised Catholic, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I, I had, yeah, I had, I had nuns tell me that I was, I had a nun tell me I was going to hell. Uh, you know, lots of, lots of dogma, lots of dogma, lots of people telling me that I was evil, that, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a hard time growing up. <laughs> that brings me to another question. A lot of people think that when you invite psychics in, you're opening up the, your world to the darker forces. Um, so how is it with your faith base? You know, that's a, a really good question. I, I myself identify as Christian and I actually wrote a blog about a year and a half ago. I, I have distinct memories of uh, talking with Jesus and it was very interesting to me because I had no idea. I read the book, uh, Heaven is for Real. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the and in the book with Heaven is for Real, they include the sketches that there was another gifted uh, little girl that had seen Jesus and how uh, this boy kept saying, no, it's not him. It's not him. Anyway, I remember soon after my daughter passed, someone sent us the book and I was kind of flipping through it. And I turned to this page and I saw this man and it said something like King of Roses or King of something. It didn't identify as Jesus. And I looked at it and I said, I know that guy. I, I know I'm certain that guy has a wicked sense of humor. He's hysterical. I could hear his laugh. I said, I know that guy. How do I know that guy? And I Googled it and it was Jesus. And I just said, what the heck? Like, holy, you know, cannoli, like what is going on? So I do identify as Christian. However, you know, I don't ever hear anything that 
any, I, I don't think I've heard anything that would be misconstrued for evil. It's all about how to help yourself or help your child or help your animal. I, you know, I've never heard go hurt someone or go do something bad or negative. It's never, it's never negative or, or uh, I don't even go there because it's just everything I say, I believe I'm meant to hear. And it's not always what people want to hear. Sometimes it's, you're going to have a hard time coming up or, or mm-hmm. yeah, I think that this may not be the best situation for you or relationship for you, but I don't, I've never, and, and that's a thing that I always knew even intrinsically growing up is that these people that were surrounding me were not bad. They weren't leading me to bad things. They weren't telling me. And that's why I knew, you know, I wasn't schizophrenic. I wasn't, there was nothing telling me to do anything bad. It was always help people help people, you know, and sometimes that involves going back to church. Sometimes that involves go reconnecting with your family. Like it's always very positive, uplifting stuff. Um, I, I, I have seen a number of, a number of my clients are Christian and it's more, you know, you cannot, the, the Bible cannot explain everything. Mm-hmm. And it has been changed so many times with so many versions and I think that I, I know for certain that what I, the ability I have is genetic. I know that it has been passed down from generation to generation. I'm the one, only one that has actively used it. But my great, great grandfather, I, should, I shouldn't say I'm the only one because my great, great grandfather actually had a healing church in Los Angeles in the mm. early 1900s. He had a huge following and he healed people through touch. So this is nothing new. So for those of you that have faith, which I do too, it's I, I think the two can be combined if you open up your heart just as you would to anything new that you were learning. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I don't ever I try not to speak in vague terms. Again, everything I say should be able to be proven. And I, I don't mislead anyone. One of my things when I started this whole thing was I had to make a deal with myself, which is I'm never going to push anyone to do a reading. I will never approach someone. Uh, lost pets is hard because you have a lot of people that have lost their pet and people will mm-hmm. say, here, contact that person. And I will say, I will not contact that person. They have to reach out to me. I am not one of those people that's going to be in your face. And number two is I will never, I, I can't lie. I, I mean, it's, it would, I, I just, I, I literally can't lie. It would go against everything. Uh, and I, and I, if I'm not helping, then I'm not doing my job. So I never go against any of my own principles and I hold myself to the utmost, utmost standards. And that's why I have 111 five-star Google reviews actually right now, because mm-hmm. I, every single reading I do, I it's completely confidential. I tell everyone at the beginning of the reading that literally everything that we talk about stays between us. It's called selective mutism. I've heard about it with other intuitives as well. Literally, I can't speak about it. It gets, breast gets stuck in my throat. Animals, there's mm-hmm. a little bit more freedom, but I never will ever share anything about animals or share pictures without the express permission of the owner. So it's interesting because in that way, uh, my husband and I can really relate to each other because he's a submariner. There's a lot of things that he deals with and on a security level that he can't talk about. So at like mm-hmm. at the end of this, you know, I'll come down, he'll say, did you have fun? I'll say, yeah, you know, I had a good time and that's pretty much that. So it's good because it's definitely, it's good for me because I can leave my work where it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, I hold myself to the utmost standard. And in terms of Christianity and, and any other belief, it's 
I, I think there's there's room to to be both, to have an open mind, to 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 be able to get the help and get that guidance without feeling like you're violating your own faith. Because that's I would never want someone to do that. Yeah, I so I so agree with you because after seeing that show where you connected those two women who probably would have met otherwise to help the other one grieving, I mean, that showed right there that, that was God driven right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like I do this show every Friday night and it's completely free. hundred uh, percent. I do. It, it's it. I'm not sponsored. Uh, I'm not, you know, right now we don't have any ads. And if we do like this, like this Friday, I'm helping uh, a friend that has a woman owned business and she's actually going to give something away, but that's helping another friend, mm -hmm. helping someone that, that is moving forward. But yeah, we're, we aren't sponsored. This is me giving up an hour every single week because, and that was another thing that when I started this, that I didn't want to do, I didn't want to be one of those LA $700 psychics or, or the Long Island medium, which is, I think it's like a three month waiting list to get in. Mm. I want to be accept, uh, acceptable. I want to be accessible to everyone. I, I don't, I don't want to just be accessible to that upper realm that, that, that can afford me. It's, and I, and I never want to make myself unaffordable to the average person. I want every, every, I want this gift to go to everyone, to every single person. I think we all have these abilities uh, to, at some level. It starts with empathy and then it kind of leads into in, intuition. But we all have the right to have this knowledge. It's just a matter of giving it away on that platform. And then ordinarily, when you book a reading through my site, you're just paying for my time because I am a stay at home mom. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I was distance learning with my son right before I came on. And that's just paying for my time away from my son. And I had a hard time actually uh, even coming to terms with that. And I had to thank goodness, thank goodness for therapists. Um, but it was it was, you know, my therapist had to compare me paying charging for my time as the same thing as a soloist or an opera singer mm -hmm. who is they are they have a gift just like I do, but they are being paid for their time to sing. So I am being paid for my gift. So it's it's similar, and that's how I've been able to rectify. Okay, I'm charging, but I never will get to that point. I I as long as I live, I will never get to that point where the average person can't can't find me and can't ask for help. And that's and thanks to that, I've been able to help people all over the world. I've uh, helped lost pets in Oman and Pakistan. Mm -hmm. I have I have worked with people in countries that I had never even heard of. Uh, there's a country off the coast of South Africa that I hadn't heard of that I can't even think of right now that I had I talked to. I mean, I'm reaching people over the world, and I, I that has to be God. Like you can't mm -hmm. tell me that I'm from the devil. And then if, if I was truly from the devil, how would I have this kind of reach? I mean, yeah. it's just it's. Uh, you know, I, I have a quote on my website. Faith is is believing that impossible is possible. That's that's what faith is. Faith is just understanding that it's possible. And this is this is possible. But you have to believe that there's a, a chance for it to be. I, I don't think I would get to where I was in less than two years without mm -hmm. God. Yeah, we have a comment that says good work. Thank you from Shelly. So. Where do you get most of your clients from? You just said you all over the world. How do they find you? Do you think besides God? I mean, that's the million dollar question. And I always asked her at the beginning of readings, you know, word of mouth, word of mouth. Google is huge. I don't know. And it's weird. I'll get a lot of people like you who say something just told me 
to look on Instagram. Something mm -hmm. just told me to go to this spot. Like it's really interesting. And I, I don't believe in coincidences. I think there's a, there's a concept called pronoia, which is the opposite of paranoia. And pronoia is the belief that the universe or God is working in your favor always. And I really truly believe that pronoia is working all the time. Whereas everyone that talks to me is meant to speak to me. But so Google, social media is huge, including TikTok. I had someone and I, that found me via TikTok the other day, word of mouth. Uh, the ones from other countries, my, my show, we have people all over the world from India to Indonesia that watch my show. We have people that wake up at two o'clock in the morning in Ireland to listen, which is wonderful. So it's, yeah, I, from all different channels, which is amazing for me to believe from all different walks of life, from all different faiths. Uh, I, this, this country that I can't recall uh, off the coast, they were both atheists. And I had mm. to ask how I said, and I was talking to the, their bird that had passed. And I said, I, and they were both doctors. And I said, how do you justify atheism, atheism with, with talking to me? And they said, well, after our bird passed, we realized that there is something more. And they started looking into it. So, I mean, it's just incredible, the reach. And I, you know, I, I, I say, uh, I, I had no idea that people were watching my show because <laughs> I just, I just talked, you know, I just kind of, I, I don't have any, uh, uh, expectations. I just want to help people. So the fact that I'm reaching these people is awesome. And I'll just keep doing it until God gives me another, you know, another way to go. But I, I, it's, it's really been fun and wonderful. And I'm meeting people and chatting with people I never, ever would otherwise. And I love how you deal with your spammers too on your show. They, they <laughs> crank me. I don't know how many, you know, because I commented on it. I don't know how many people tag me, yeah, this for a reading or do this, you can get six thousand dollars. And I'm like, what the heck? Well, that was a new one because it was that one was saying Venmo me or no cash at me for six thousand dollars. The ones I really love are the ones that say, uh, you can uh for $60 or whatever, give me a spell. I'll do a love spell on you. And my whole thing with the spells is if you, if love spells actually worked, if spells actually worked, why wouldn't there be a house cleaning spell? Why wouldn't there be a make your husband not store, snore smell? Like these spells were definitely not made for women, right? Because if they were made for women, they would be like automatically clean up the kitchen spell, <laughs> make your kids, make your infant stop crying, take away colic from your infant, mm. get a nice eight hours of sleep. Like if there's, if spells truly, and I'm, and I'm not discounting the energy that you can put into the world by perhaps doing a rosary or lighting a candle. That's very different. But I'm talking about in specific, these, these spammers that say these love spells. And I'm just like, if, if there really was something that worked, first of all, if there was a house cleaning spell, I would be all over that. So, and I tell people, if it works, you need to sign me up. But there was a spammer on, on Friday when I just popped on for a few minutes and they said, I'll do a love reading. And I said, wait a minute, I'm doing these readings for everyone. What about me? Will you do a reading on me? Because I'm, I'm giving this away. I want a reading too. Like, why am I being left out of this? So I just, you know, a lot of people just say, ignore them. And I say, no, it's, it's fine. like, you have to laugh. Because it's like, really, really, if, if it was that easy, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know, you just, you just have to joke around with it. You just, 
nothing else you can do. I just love how you just joke around like, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. And you just like joke with them. Like, guys, if you, anybody answers, let me know if it works out for you, you know, and stuff like that. Well, I, you know, I want to share the love, share the information. Like, shoot, like, especially, you know, the mom community is strong. Like if something like that works, you know, we'd be all over that, like, like flies on rice. Like you wouldn't be able to get us off of those spells. If we could make a baby stop crying. If I, we need to, there needs to be one. If, if a spammer was really smart, they'd make one to get distance learning to be like poof and distance learning is finished. That would be like the 2020, 2021 spell. Yeah. So yeah. And you know that, and that's totally not me. Like that's, I am very, and that's like my one complaint that I've heard is that I'm very straightforward. I used to teach boot camp. Uh, I'm a military spouse. So I used to teach boot camp when we lived in Hawaii. So sometimes I can be just like, look, this is what's wrong. This is like, you're screwing up. Like I have a client turned friend and uh, she, she's, she's going for a little bit of the younger guys. And, 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 and then the younger guys kind of disappoint her. And I just go, you need to go for the silver foxes. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And and I can joke around with her and I, I love her to death. But yeah, uh, you know, I tell people if, if you want just rainbows and sunshine, you go down the street with a palm reader and they'll just tell you you have love and, and finances coming and they'll tell you everything that you want to hear, but that may not be what you need to hear. And that's mm. the stuff that will always come to me is what you need to hear. And sometimes it's hard, but life is hard, especially 2020, 2021. I have talked to people from all walks of life, every profession, from healthcare workers to stay-at-home moms. Everyone is having a hard time. Yeah. Everyone. And it's okay. It's okay to have a hard time. But if I'm able to give someone hope and say, look, your life sucks right now. That's okay, though. Everyone's life sucks. But this is when I see it getting better. This is what you can do. And in the fall, in, in the fall, on my podcast, I started uh, doing a segment with self-care Saturday starts on Friday. And we started talking about what we could do to make it better for ourselves. How could we take care of ourselves with this pandemic still raging? So we talked about, you know, making plans. We can make a plan to watch the show every week together. We could, you know, we, we started referencing books and that was a hysterical discussion because we had, I, I think I threw out one week, okay, throw out the books, you know, and we can all kind of see what we want to read. And someone's like, well, does it have to be, you know, PC? And I said, I was kind of like, well, what do you mean? And they said, well, I like adult books. And I said, okay, then yeah, you want to, you want to read an adult book? Yeah. You know what? But why not? Like why it's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. If that's what they, if that's what they enjoy reading and it's fiction and they're safe, as long as you're safe, you know, like yep. if that's what gets you through it, you know, if you need to, if you need to read, who am I to, who am I to judge you? Like, that's another thing is people will apologize for crying or they'll be embarrassed to share something. And I said, you know what? I have, I have seen it all. I have heard it all. There is nothing that would surprise me. And I have done enough crummy stuff in my life. I mean, to, 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 to beat anyone on the shame front. So mm -hmm. there is nothing to be ashamed of. And, and, and judging yourself just makes it worse for what you've done. It, it just, it, it holds you back. And, and I think that's kind of what I like to help people with is just letting it go and, and owning who you are, whatever mm -hmm. you like to read. Sure. You know, that's that it's okay. As long as you're not hurting anyone else, not nothing wrong with it. It's, it's okay. We, we all are unique in our own beautiful way and owning that uniqueness and owning who we are is so powerful. 
And I think women, we, we hesitate on it because we're afraid. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of judgment, just like yeah. I was. We're afraid of not, you know, not appeasing someone, whether it's our minister in church or our friends that we've had since we were five. We're so afraid to be ourselves that we become so unhappy. Yeah. And that's where I was before. I was so, I was trying to be this perfect military spouse for my husband and this perfect wife. And there is no such thing. I would feel guilty because I yelled at my kids. Everyone yells at their kids. I mean, not well, not everyone. I have a really good friend that doesn't yell. And I I always tell her to please tell tell me your secrets because I want to know that secret, especially in this year. Um, you know, but it's it's okay. As long as I try better today, it's it's okay. We all have those moments where we're screaming at our spouse or saying, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Or you just want to walk out the door and start another life, especially, especially women with children. Like I suffered postpartum depression. It was horrible. You know, it, we need to just not be so afraid of what we see in the mirror. Yeah, it's okay. So true. So let's talk about how do your kids react to you being a psychic? Do they not know anything different? That's pretty much it. Uh, you know, it's it was my son started kindergarten this year. And it was quite a shock to his teachers when he immediately declared that my his mom could talk to animals and that his mom talked to dead people. That was a fun conversation to have. I before I started this, my daughter's a little bit older. My daughter uh, is 10 years old, almost 11. And so she was uh, almost she was eight. She was eight when we when I started this. And I actually pulled her aside and I talked to her because I wanted to make sure it wouldn't how it was going to affect her. And she said, mom, you've always been like this. It's okay. And I said, well, what if, well, what if someone tells you, what if your kid makes fun of you? I don't care. They don't know what they're talking about. Uh, okay. Okay. And so she's, so my daughter's very fiercely protective over me. She is very much mm -hmm. like anyone says anything, that's their problem. That's on them. And my son is so proud of it. He, we had to stop him because he was telling everyone on the street, we would go for walks. We would be walking. We'd see another dog and he would yell out, my mommy can talk to your dog. So he's, he's my little salesperson. <laughs> so yeah, to, to, to my son, definitely. He, he knows nothing except pride for his mom. He was actually, I had my nose canceling, noise canceling headphones on earlier and he had to be with me uh, playing his game and he was hearing me talk to someone and, and he was very interested in what I was saying about this horse and, and making sure he very concerned about the, the animals that are missing. He wants to know, and he wants to know that the animals are okay, but he's very interested in getting to know it. And then my, my daughter is meanwhile trying to train to be my personal assistant. So no, yeah, well, that's yeah, good. She's, though. Ready. she's ready. Yeah. That is so good that your daughter wants to train to be your personal assistant because most daughters wouldn't say, and they're just like, mom, do their own thing. No, That's no, no. She's, she's ready to take over my social media. And I actually started training her a little bit on Instagram this summer. No, she's ready, but it also helps that I told her I'd pay her. So that helps too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That doesn't help with mine, though. I offered my 18 year old, I was like, I'll pay you if you'll just take over some stuff. No, nothing happened. You got to make it cool. You got to make it cool and exciting for them. Like, okay, this is what's in it. You got a little, little, little excitement. I think if she was younger, I probably could have coerced her, but now she's 18. Kind of not so much. <laughs> the best advice I got when I was pregnant with my daughter was some from, from some seasoned parents. And they said, don't change anything you do. If you hike, hike with your kids. If you travel, travel with your kids. Don't change who you are for your kids. By the time they're old enough, they won't know any different. 
and for my family, that's really what we've done where this has been their life for really as long as my, my son can remember and my daughter. And even before, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't, this wasn't secret. I was talking to my friends, you know, I had a neighbor who would always be like, I need, I need you to talk to my grandpa or whatever. So my daughter, you know, so to her, she doesn't, it's, it's not, it's not a big deal. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very, it's very interesting though. And my daughter, I think just cause she wants a phone right now, that's what it's about. It's mm -hmm. like, well, I get to be a mom's phone. So yeah, I, if I can get her in, hopefully she'll stay. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if at 18 she was She's like, done. <laughs> no, done. but I don't know. She might not be. You might be making a lot of money by then and she might be rolling in the dough and she'd be happy. You know, it, you know, honestly though, it, it's not about the money for me. No. It really, this, that's the thing. I, I, you know, I, my, I'm a military spouse. I was a stay-at-home mom. I just, I, it's not that I don't need the money. It's not that I don't like the money, but that's not, that's not what I, that's not why I'm doing this. I think, and I, and I, a client actually put this, this to me really well. When I told her, I told her that once and she said, but when, if you make a lot of money, that means you've helped a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of, that's what I want. If I can help X number of people, and I don't have a number, but if I can reach people, then anytime that Jesus needs to take me, anytime that that God says I'm done, I feel like I can peacefully go because I I really am honoring my purpose here. And I it's really, I realized this the other night, my husband and I were talking about priests and callings and nuns and calling, and I really it I hadn't thought about it as a calling before but it truly is a calling. And I think that's why I take it so personally. Uh, I, I actually, I have a, a stalker right now. So I'm, I'm popular enough that I have a stalker and mm -hmm. they've been stalking me for a couple of years and they're very Christian based and they believe that I am going against God and the Bible and they like leaving negative one-star reviews and they like, they like going after people that I'm talking to. And, and it's interesting because I, every time they do something, it's, um, I take it, I take it very personally. And I realized it's because this isn't, this isn't a game to me. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for fame. Definitely not. I am way too awkward to be famous. I, you know, I am, I'm like that bachelorette a couple of years ago where they said, I forget her name, um, but she's from Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma, she was the beauty queen and she just kind of like tripped over herself, but that's what mm -hmm. I loved about her. But that's, that's all me. Like I, I, I would be the most awkward person on, on the today show. I would be like, this, I'd be like, you know, you know, that would be me on the Today Show. But no, I, I you know, I, I take it personally when anyone says, well, you're going against God, because I feel like I had I had 37 years of self-reflection and debating about is this evil? What is this in me before I even come, you know, to 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 go on this journey? So when someone says, well, you're doing this for the wrong reasons, it's like, but but then you're judging me. So how are you any different? How do you know that I'm doing this for the wrong reasons? Mm -hmm. Are you speaking for God? Are you speaking or is it your own fear and insecurity? And I find that people mm -hmm. that find find me threatening are those that really um, have had it really nailed in or, and hammered into them that that psychics are the devil and there's no there's no gray area. And for me, I, I, I'm not evil because I think I would want a lot of money if I was evil or maybe yeah. I'd have some cool painted nail or I don't know what I would look like if I was evil, but I definitely wouldn't have a collared shirt and a penguin on my sweater. You know, <laughs> like I don't, you know, maybe, maybe people's definitions of evil is different than mine, but I, 
I don't ever picture a blonde woman like, I, I don't know, I, that's just not, I don't really picture someone that wants to help and gives away readings and 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 helps find lost pets is evil. But if that's the, you know, but that's why I, t I take it personally because it truly is a calling for me, really. And most of the time, the people that are judging aren't watching your show and aren't seeing the good that you're doing. You like you're connecting two moms together. I mean, you could have easily just said, oh, well, I'm sorry and just gone on. But no, you connected two people on that show. Well, but but then what would that have accomplished? I mean, how how am I helping? If that was, you mm -hmm. know, I knew I, I I love Tammy very much and I and I know she struggled uh, and her son was a, a wonderful man. And I, I don't know this woman's son, but I know that I know as a lost mom myself, when I just lost my child, the most comfort came from other lost moms because mm -hmm. they don't know your exact journey, but it's like a club that no one wants to be a part of that you finally, you, you suddenly find yourself in and then you go, mm -hmm. oh, and then you look around because you want to feel normal because now all of a sudden you're in this unnormal, very unnormal place, Abby normal place. Mm -hmm. And you need to rely on other families to get you there. Uh, you know, speaking of God, when I was, uh, so my daughter was stillborn full term and somehow, I mean, this is how crazy that God works about six months prior. And I don't even recall how I, I maybe it was a play group with my daughter, but it was a, a woman that I became friends with. that was also a military spouse and, and in Hawaii and my daughter and her would play together. And somehow she, she might've mentioned the daughter that she lost. And, mm -hmm. and I, I asked her about it and I got to know her and she became a friend, not a close friend, but a friend. And then all of a sudden, six months later, I find myself uh, having to go through labor. And immediately I texted her and she could have easily walked away. She could have easily mm -hmm. just said, that's not my job. Instead, she came down to, and thank goodness we weren't in COVID, but she came down to me, even though she'd only lost her daughter probably three years prior. She, and, right. and I'm sure it was painful, but she came down with me in labor and she held my hand and her husband came down and talked mm -hmm. to us and talked to my husband. And it was mm -hmm. such a gift and such a blessing. And actually uh, we had a memorial a couple of weeks later and her mom flew out to wow. be with us. And so now her mom was connected to me because our parents were far away as well. And so her mom became someone for me and thinking about how painful it must have been. Yet Jenny held my hand during labor. And then she said, well, you need photos. And I said, no, Jenny, I am not taking photos. And she said, no, you're going to regret it. And so there's a wonderful organization. Uh, it's called Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. And she arranged the whole thing. And a photographer came out and took photos after my daughter was born. And I remember I had my glasses. I had had my glasses on the whole time and I took the, my glasses off before we took photos. I didn't want to see her. I didn't want to see her. And he was packing up his stuff and I said, wait a minute. And I put on my glasses. And so the, my favorite couple of shots with me and my daughter are me with my glasses, just looking at her, just, but it's mm -hmm. all because of, Jenny. And that was all because of God. And to this day, Jenny and I, you know, we are across the country from each other, but we are still in touch. I still love her mom to death. And so it's that kind of community that 
lost parents are. And we don't ever stop being a part of that community, whether you've lost your child 10 days ago or 20 years ago, it doesn't ever stop. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how old your child is. They could be six months, they could be stillborn, or they could be 30 years old. We still connect. Maybe we don't understand exactly, but we still connect. So of course, of course, that's what a lost mom does. When when they see one woman that says, oh my gosh, I miss my son. And I know another lost mom there. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm going to call in the cavalry and say, we need to help this woman because we were helped when we lost, when we were suffering that loss. Uh, you know, Jenny introduced me to a couple of stillbirth groups who introduced me to other people. I mean, it's you have to rely on that community. Mm -hmm. And that that was all God. So you have to say, if that's God, how how is this not God? You know, it, it there has to be more at work here. And I'm I'm grateful that I'm able to touch people. And ironically, I've worked with a lot of people that have lost children. And it's so surprising because a lot of people, they, they won't know. I don't have it on my website. I am a lost mom. Or I think I have, you know, one in spirit, but I don't have any details. And yet people will come to me. And I said, did you know my daughter? past and they'll say no way or the other day i met someone who uh who their birthday was on my daughter's birthday and i was like oh okay wow that just gives me chills right now and especially when you talk about your friend and her mom flying in i mean that's that's yeah. like wow so yeah yeah they are i i just to this day it's just i i don't have a lot of words to express my gratitude to her family and what how painful it must have been for her and what memories it brought back for her because i was in labor 72 hours mm -hmm. and she had gone through horrific labor and actually i believe almost died and so for mm -hmm. her to even set foot in the hospital and comfort me not because she wanted to but because she needed to i mean that's I, I will never, ever forget her. And we have lovely photos of the memorial and of her mom giving me a hug. And just, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it, but you pay it forward. You pay mm -hmm. it forward. And that's what I'm trying to do right now is pay it forward however I can. Well, it just, I can see the emotions in your face too and can hear your voice crinkle, crinkle up a little bit and like you're going to cry. So I don't want you to cry. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm just, I, it's not tears of sadness. It's, it's really joy. I'm, I'm just really grateful because you think of things as an ending. I said, my life was a country song. We lost our dog. Uh, uh, and then three weeks later we lost our daughter. And I just thought that was it. I remember just thinking my life is over and it was, but I would never be here right now without her going without my dog going without those steps. I, I would not have gained the kind of empathy if I had not known her. And I'm, I'm so grateful. She had down syndrome. So on top of everything else, she had down syndrome. And I remember when she was diagnosed only three weeks before she was actually diagnosed. Um, actually my husband was out leaving on a sub and, uh, she had a heart defect and we were literally getting the news about her heart defect when my dog was getting put down. And mm -hmm. I just, I remember thinking I am not the mom for someone with Down syndrome. Like I'm not the mom. I don't know anything about special education. I know nothing. And uh, I am so grateful. I just, I, I have so much love in my heart for the Down syndrome community, for the CHD, the congenital heart defect community. And we're still, my husband, my family, we're still active in both to this day 
in honor of her. And that, that's all you can do. You can mm -hmm. either let life beat you or you can say, what can I learn this? How can I honor? How can I honor that experience? And that's what I've tried to do. Wow. I just love that. And we have a few minutes left. So we'll do something fun. How about give me a reading just so people can see how you work? Are you up for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have some water. Okay. So I think you're definitely tentative in what you do. You tend to second guess yourself. You, uh, you're you definitely a pleaser, people pleaser. You want to do the right thing. You're very similar um, to kind of how I used to be, where you want to do the right thing the right time. You aim for perfection. And when you don't get that perfection, it's like, it just it's like nails on a chalkboard for you because you know you can do better. And so, uh, for instance, you might put out a piece and you might see a missing semicolon or something really minor that no one else mm -hmm. would notice or, or a better synonym word choice. And you'll be like, no, no, I need to fix that. So so uh, so you really, really thrive on perfection. But as you know, perfection doesn't actually exist. So you're very hard on yourself. I think you have an incredible sense of humor. I don't think you show it a lot, though. I think you are incredibly guarded. Uh, you you have a wonderful set of girlfriends. I think you have a really good core group or just friends that you've known for a long time that you feel very secure, that you do mm -hmm. laugh in, that you do allow. But honestly, I think there's only a few select people, including your husband, that you really, really let your guard down. Like, I think you're incredibly funny. I think you have a wicked sense of humor. Uh, I think that you find kind of asinine things funny and that's not negative. You just find like weird things funny, uh, you know, and that's okay, but you don't come out with it. You don't say that's, you know, you make observations in your head that would be hysterical, but you don't show them. Sure. You, uh, you know, like you, you see like two pillows and I don't know, maybe they spell something. And instead of pointing it out, you just kind of chuckle to yourself, but, but it could be funny to other people. But it's almost like you you worry. Well, is it funny to other people? Is it could it could it be could it be that or you know? So definitely, you check yourself a whole lot. And I think I think you're just at the place where you've built up this wonderful site, you've built up this wonderful blog, and you want to keep it that way. And you're worried that one of these you know feelings of whimsy, one of these feelings of you know maybe this humor. You're worried about. Maybe it's a little off-putting for someone. Maybe it's a little bit too much for someone. So you're very cautious and controlled about what you put on your site. And it makes you nervous when something comes that may be unexpected. So even with guests, like I noticed when I was talking about the books, you just went, because that was a little unexpected. Uh -huh. It wasn't that maybe it was too, maybe a little blasé. It was just a little, you know, because what if someone finds that offensive? And, and, you know, and, and, and I think it's, it's just rightfully so like you, you know, you've, it's taken a while to build up the site, not a whole lot, but you know, it, you, you have a lot of pride in your site and you just, you want to put out the best. I would say, I think you'd be happier if you, even every once in a while, just kind of let yourself go a little bit more to, to the humorous side, uh, perhaps having a, you know, a funny Friday where you have people post jokes or you you can post those funny observations just so you can honor that part of yourself and kind of let yourself get away with being a little bit more casual um, and, and just a little less controlled. I think something like that would definitely help. Uh, and I think just being secure and knowing that the right people are going to come to you. 
the right, the right things are going to come to you and you don't have to be a certain way of, uh, to the utmost degree to get there. You, it's, you are, I wouldn't say you're so concerned about the bottom line, but your focus, I mean, you have a five-year plan, don't you? Mm -hmm, pretty much. Five-year plan. Like you, like, right. If I asked you right now where you're going to be in five years, you have, do you have something written out too? Um, kind of, sort of, I kind of uh, have it on my, um, uh -huh. vision uh -huh. board. But see, see, and that's not a bad thing, but you're so controlled in, in, in getting there that you don't want to, you just don't want to rock the boat. That That's all it is, is you don't want to rock the boat. And that's why I would just encourage you to have some kind of, if that's really how you feel secure, that's okay. But a, allow a little levity in, you know, do a funny Friday, do, do something so that you can honor in here a little bit more, because what I would be concerned about for you is that you'll get to where you want to go. I have no doubt you'll get to where you want to go. I don't think you're going to be entirely happy if you get there without letting more of you come out. And hopefully as you start to feel more secure in your goals being secure, you'll feel a little uh, less, you'll, you'll feel a little less of a need to have such control. And maybe just let go just just a little bit more because I think you'll find if you let go just a little bit more, you may not get exactly the results you want, but I think you'll get results that will surprise you is what I'm hearing. I think you'll get contacts from other people that you maybe ordinarily wouldn't mm -hmm. because you allow yourself to just like like Louise Hayes said she has a I, I believe there's a book although I can't find it anywhere and literally the book is called Let the River Flow. And Louise Hay is, as we know, is the founder of Hay House. And she says, let the river flow. And I tell this to a lot of my clients. And actually, I got it from my therapist because I'm like this too. But it's it's having, you're trying, you're trying to paddle instead of just, okay, hands off. And I'll even tell clients, okay, put your hands up. When you feel like you're trying to control, when right, we know control is illusion, hands up. And even just physically putting your hands up, even you open your chest up, you breathe a little mm -hmm. bit easier, right? And that's what you need to do. It's just trust that God's in charge, right? You got it. But being as serious as you are, I I, I don't think your health necessarily suffered. I do think you have a hard time sleeping. I mm -hmm. think that sometimes it's hard um, because just because you just have certain expectations of yourself. And if anything, it's it's okay to, to be a little bit freer that even if you don't meet those exact expectations, you're still going to make it. You'll just make it in a different way. But that's scary to you. That's mm -hmm. scary if something doesn't go according to plan. And the thing is, is the best things in life never go according to plan. No, nope. Right? They, they never do. But you're afraid of that. You're so afraid of that. So just hands up. Hands up. You're on a roller coaster. It's okay. So that's, that's what I would tell you. I, I think have fun with it, though. Just have a little bit of fun. A little bit. Not a whole lot. But just, <laughs> just a little bit joke around a little bit more, just, but just laugh, you know, even that laugh, mm -hmm. just laugh. I remember before I used to be very serious and it didn't help me. And my face got all tense. And I'm sure that's where I got all these lines from. That's where mm -hmm. it came from me being serious. Not the fact that I'm almost 40. Um, <laughs> it came from me being too serious, but you, you have to laugh because laughing, you know, it releases, what is it? Oxytocin or endorphins. I mean, it just, it releases pressure in you. And it's okay. Not everyone in the world is going to find you funny. It's okay. And those that don't, well, they're not your ideal customer anyway. So that's why you just got to hands up. Let it go. 
joke around, be free, be like the penguin and just kind of waddle along, you know, <laughs> just waddle because if you fall, you fall. It's okay. Yeah. It was meant to be. You just, just be. So yeah, yeah. That, that's my read for you. Okay. Now I do have a question. My dot, my middle daughter, she's at school right now. So she's not able to um, hop on, but she said she wanted to know the man she was going to marry. How tall oh. is going to be? I think he's going to be, be a tall, skinny man, lanky man, which I don't know if she likes the skinny guys, but I'm seeing a tall, lanky guy. And I don't think she's, she's a little boy crazy, isn't she? Not really. She's not boy crazy. Is your other daughter boy crazy? No, the other two are in kind of the steady relationship. One's married and one, and that's the tall, lanky guy. That's the married one that's married to him. Which, what, what is, um, if you can't tell me your name, her name, what's her initial? M. There's two M. M. There's two M. <laughs> I may be picking up on another daughter, but I am seeing another tall, lanky guy. I had something about she's really, I don't think this is a guy she would necessarily go for. I really don't. I think this is going to be one that she goes, oh, really? It's, it's, let's be honest. That's honestly how most of it happens. We usually don't go after Ken, right? We don't marry Ken. Ken's good to look at, but we end up marrying, you know, his friend because they're yeah. funny and they're great. No, I mean, it's true. I mean, you know, but it's a tall, lanky guy. And it's within a couple of years, I think it'll be sooner than later. I don't think tomorrow, but I think within a couple of years, mm. she'll at least meet him. Huh. Yeah, I think it'll be in school or grad school, something, something about school. Okay. So I have to tell her that. <laughs> well, yeah. I will say that having you on is totally different than what I normally would have on. But I knew once I saw you that I had to have you on, not only because you know, psychics get such a bad rap, but I knew this was going to be a fun show and it has been a fun show. I mean, we all need to lighten up, like you said, and I need to lighten up. So that's why and it's not, it's not a bad thing. Like we, we, uh, women are naturally just, we have so much to do. It's, it's okay. But just letting go of control a little bit, I think could do us all some good, me, myself included. I want to thank you for coming on. You were amazing and I love your reading. I can't wait to catch you. So tell people where they can find you. So my main website is nancymello.com. N-A-N-C-Y-M-E-L-L-O.com. That's where you can book a reading. On Facebook, I'm facebook.com forward slash nancy. Sorry, that's my Instagram. Facebook is Nancy Mello Psychic Medium. Instagram is nancy.mello.psychic.medium. I try and keep it really easy. And you can catch me on my podcast, a free psychic readings, really legit free, one hour every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm on my face. It's on my Facebook page and also on Instagram. And as far as there's, there's other as well. Uh, but you can also, if you're, if you don't want to wait, if you want to see the episode that we're talking about, uh, I'm actually in podcast form on your favorite podcast app. You just search for live psychic readings with Nancy. So that's what you want to search for. If you want to check out the, the podcast we were chatting about, which was a really fun show. It was a fun show. A lot of spammers, but fun show. So I want to thank you, Nancy, for being on. And this was a great hour and spending an hour of your time with us. And guys, we will see you on the next chat from the blog cabin. Bye. Y'all, this was such a fun chat. I really enjoyed chatting with Nancy. Um, and if you want to catch her on Facebook, I actually linked her up on Facebook. She has a podcast 
which is called Live Readings with Nancy. And I will actually put that in the link as well in the show notes. But when you really think about it, people that have these abilities, they're called, you know, she talked about her mom putting her on antipsychotic drugs because they saw she was schizophrenic. They, she talked about how losing, you know, and dealing with that for the rest of her life and how she just wasn't happy hiding her abilities. And it's true. We need to accept things that aren't normal and not make them fit into, basically make a square peg fit into a round hole. It doesn't happen that way. We need to accept and embrace our abnormalities, our things that make us unusual. I also love the story about her daughter being born, even though it's such a sad time, how um, the people around her embraced her and the family there embraced her. And I'm just, I love it. Um, There's so many great tips that you could get through this show. And I want to thank you for listening to the end. Um, At the end, she pegged me, 100% pegged me. And um, I'm trying really hard to get out of that. She's encouraged me as well. But there are so many different things that people need to to reach out and start thinking about to get out of their own heads. And I really hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoyed making this particular one. Um, like I said, it was really fun watching her one Friday before um, Christmas. I needed something on for background. I was on Facebook, saw she was live, immediately started. I don't even know how I follow her on Facebook or Instagram. I think it was Instagram. But I don't know. I guess it's one of those things where, oh, we come up. Oh, that looks interesting. And you click it and you forget you click it. But it was a really great show. It was very entertaining. I mean, even if you don't believe in that stuff and you just go on and watch, she's totally entertaining. But I think you really, I hope you really enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed making it. I want to thank you for being part of the podcast family. Um, I would love for you to leave a rating or review wherever you watch. Um, Subscribe. Um, I love hearing about how many people have subscribed. I love reading what you write. Um, Ratings, right? Click the five stars, four stars. And just, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Be blessed. And remember, keep chatting.